Hey fellow writers, Cherry here. If you're interested in snagging yourself a copy of Scrivener, the ultimate novel writing software for Windows and Mac OS, we can hook you up with a 20% discount. Details at the end of the show. started recording and I didn't. <laughs> I'm so sorry. So you see what I mean? This is very laid back. <laughs> Let's okay. just keep this part in and this is the beginning now. Okay. <laughs> so, so hello everybody. We, we were, we've been talking for 15 minutes and we didn't record. So this is, this is Writer's Tavern. This is it. Uh, I'm Jerry. With me, of course, is Melly. We are joined with Izzy from Izzy's Inc., who I've already introduced, but you didn't hear it. <laughs> and Hello. we've been talking <laughs> oh, about her. We've been talking about her wonderful novel, and now she's going to have to explain it all over again. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, you know what? It, it will make. Uh, I'll have a. Hopefully, I'll have a more succinct pitch this time. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so we were talking about um, my novel that I'm working on right now. I'm writing it as my thesis in grad school, but also I've wanted to write this novel for a while. Um, it is a suspense thriller with sort of an undertone of like a supernatural element. And it is about uh, three students who go hiking in rural Scotland up in the Highlands. And it's from the perspective of the, this, this American student, Kate. And on one night when Kate and her friends are in the tent, they're drinking, they're talking, they're sharing secrets, what have you, uh, they hear screaming outside of their tent. And when they go outside, no one is there. And after this sort of scare, they, they go to bed. And when Kate wakes up a couple hours later, her friends are gone and she can't find them. So she ends up being uh, taken, uh, this, this local woman ends up taking her under her wing. And this woman uh, has spent 10 years living and working in London, and now she's returned home. And she decides to help Kate find her friends. And together, the two women, uh, you know, garner the help of the local the local drunk who I forgot to say this the first time I pitched it to you guys. So it's probably going to be said this again, but his son, uh, his young son went missing in the same area a year prior. So together the three, the three outcasts look for her friends. And the son, um, the son, they've never found his body. So that his his story kind of comes up a little bit in this story as well. All of their backgrounds sort of are pulled to the forefront in this story. And that sounds great. It does. But, and, but I, it's a bummer that because of the pandemic, you can't <laughs> actually 
fly there and do your research. <laughs> yes, I, I'm very like, I'm a bit nervous to turn in my thesis eventually because, because um, I'm writing about a country I've never been to. <laughs> but I'm uh, using Google Earth, lots of time on Google Earth. And I've been uh, reading some Scottish mythology and folklore. And I've also uh, read, I'm starting to read a lot of Scottish crime books written by Scottish writers. Uh -huh. So just sort of more of their perspective, not like an outsider perspective. So reading a lot of like Scottish noir or, you know, gothic novels that take place in Scotland, that kind of stuff. Have you reached out to any like local writers or anything from that area to say, hey, can we talk? What's it like to be like, you know, at a tavern there or, you know, that kind of stuff? I haven't yet, mostly because I... I I think I need to write I need to get some more pages under my belt but oh, okay. I do think I'm going to I do think I sh I need to do that eventually. I also need to call the local like police station <laughs> that of the village in which my you know, in which my story takes place. So I do have some of that kind of research that I still need to do, but I'm in that stage right now of still figuring out the characters and even though I had their personalities, you know, outlined it for me, I don't really get to know a character until I write in their head, write in their voice. And so I'm still in like a very, I'm still exploring, I would say, the beginnings of the manuscript. Yeah, I, the characters, I mean, I don't know who they, I, I think they, who they are, but I, I don't know who they are until I start writing. And then I'm like, oh, this is, then I bond with them yeah. and then I don't want to kill them off. Yeah. <laughs> And then you feel guilty because I have to throw the kitchen sink at them for drama yeah. purposes and they're going to hate me for this. And I'm sorry. Yeah. I, uh, I actually like, I know it's very morbid, but maybe this is why I'm a writer, but I love like watching my mom. She likes to read my stuff and I haven't given her any of this yet, but I used to like, I, I hated being in the same room when she was reading. Like I, I couldn't watch her read it, but but when it was like a character's death, I'd be like, like peeking around the corner, <laughs> seeing what her reaction would be. <laughs> and I loved it. It's so mean. She'd be like, <gasps> and I'm like, ha ha, I got you. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, that leads me to another question. Now, what got you started on writing? Well, I, I always was a reader. And I, I think I... I was fortunate enough to have parents who are also readers. So there were always books in my house, but I think I, I was very young when I started writing. And I think I was like seven or eight. And I just, the only way I can describe it is that writing was the only thing that like lit my brain on fire more so than reading. Like it was the only thing I felt was like more stimulating and got my brain going and, you know, I was so excited, you know, it was writing over, over, I mean, I still love reading, but it was just like, I, I loved reading so much. I didn't know there was like another, another level to it, to me, mm -hmm. which is writing. Okay. Yeah. That, that sounds familiar. It does. <laughs> doesn't it? <laughs> it's so dramatic. I mean, <laughs> the seven-year-old being my brain is on fire, but yeah, no, I really loved it. And I've always been attracted to just storytelling in general. 
Yeah, with me, it's, it was a lot like that. I was um, I inherited my my older brother's Hardy Boys books and stuff like that, and I read the whole series, and there was none left. And like, I started writing my own. So basically, I was writing Hardy Boys fanfic back mm. when I was like <laughs> ten. Yeah. So, so yeah. With that. yeah. You got to start somewhere, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, my my reader phase um my parents were very good about saying anything that you can reach, you can read. Unfortunately, they forgot that I was a tall child. And <laughs> when I wound up bringing Slaughterhouse 5 into school on at when I was in second grade because I wanted to read it during lunch, uh the nuns were not happy. That was <laughs> that was the first of my many, many parent-teacher uh, consults. Uh, after that, mom said, okay, you know what? You're going to be leaving the books at home from now on. Okay, don't bring them into school. I said, okay. <laughs> they kept yeah. the Erica Jong out of reach. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, thank God for small favors. But, but like, much like you, Izzy, after that, it's like, oh, wait a minute. You know, I, I used to, I would have these dreams and my poor, my poor long suffering sister, I would tell her about them and I would tell mm -hmm. her about these stories I would make up. And then it suddenly hit me one day. It's like, wait a minute, I can write these down. Mm -hmm. I'm going to try mm -hmm. that. And it turned out to be so much fun. Yes, yeah. it's so much fun. I, I have a sister, I have two younger sisters and the older of the two, my sister Abby, I've subjected her to. When I when we were younger, hearing like I I would like lock her in our room and be like, help me outline the story for like hours and hours. <laughs> the poor thing, like especially when I was younger, I would write more like fantasy and you know because that was like the Harry Potter phase and I I just loved all that. And so she and I, I'd be like, help me like figure out like what's the currency of this new world or like what is the insult that you know in this world and I just. I loved like world building with her, but yeah, I, I don't know if she always wanted to do it willingly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I think we all kind of owe a debt to uh, a great debt of gratitude to our siblings for just mm -hmm. putting up with us. Yeah. Yeah. And lots of material. I I'm one of four. So there was always something going on. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Are you going to use a pen name or are you going to use your, your, your actual um, I'm not sure yet. I, I think I'm going to, like, if I do use a pen name, I might, like, include some of my real name in it. I'm not quite sure. I was thinking, um, my middle name is Mariah. So, at first, I really liked the sound of Isabel Mariah as, like, a name. It just sounds to me, like, very, it has, like, a rhythm to it. But mm -hmm. I don't know. We'll see. I haven't decided yet. I, I write under my name and Mel writes into a, under a bunch of them. And I'm kind of wishing I had <laughs> used because I, I have a feeling that I would have been more free about what I would write if I could assume a, an identity as a different writer to write different things. In fact, I still might do that. Mel and I've been talking about that. Well, I do it basically as a marketing thing because yeah. I write science fiction as Melanie Fletcher, and then I write science fiction, fantasy, and paranormal romance as Nicola M. Cameron. And the the, the whole reason why I picked the, the pseudonym was, like I said, marketing. Basically, those two reader groups don't actually overlap that much. Yes, and yeah. you don't want to be pissing off the science fiction fans with a romance because they're going to go, oh, kissing. 
And you don't want yeah. to pissing, you don't want to be pissing off the romance fans with a book of like, why is there so much tech in here? What where's the romance? What the hell? So yeah. that's basically I just came up with the two names to keep the groups. I, I don't I don't lie about it at all. Everyone who knows me, you know, knows Melanie is Nicola. It's just a marketing tool. Yes. And that's also part of my why I'm not so stuck on one thing because I do know Oh, I don't know who, like what, I wish I could remember the writer's name <laughs> right now, but I was reading, I was watching an interview with this writer and she has like, her her actual name sounds like a romance writer name. It's a beautiful, it's like Victoria something or other. And her, she writes crime. And so they changed her name to sound more like a detective's name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Writer, yeah. yeah. You want something that sounds a little bit more typical for the genre, so. Yeah, yeah. Like, her name sounds like it, it's a detective name. And she was like, well, my editor suggested it, and I didn't really care. So, you know, it's well, a work yeah, for I mean, her. Yeah, it, it, these days, quite apart from the artistic side of writing, you do have to think about the business side, simply because, let's be perfectly honest, we all like to pay our bills. And ideally, we'd like, to be able to, we'd like to be able to pay them with our writing. So you do kind of have to keep that in mind and figure out, okay, what's going to be the best way for me to sell this stuff and make a connection with my readers? So, I mean, I, if you, change, yeah. you, know, you change your name, it's cool. Yeah, and I agree. And also, like, it's about what, you know, what battles are important to you. Like, for me, the pen name, it's kind of like a cool thing to think about, but it's, I'd rather... If I'm going to be difficult in one area, you know, I'd rather be difficult over something in the actual plotting of the story or, or a character rather than, you know, a marketing, marketing mm -hmm. decision, you know? Yeah. Have you, have you, do you have any plans on how you're going to approach publishing? Are you going to go the traditional route or? or? Um, yeah. So I, um, originally my, <laughs> Just like to let in a little secret. I don't really talk about this that much, but you know, why the hell not? Um, I my first book that I wrote in undergrad, I actually did query to agents, and I did have some manuscript requests, like a full request, but then nothing really came of it. And honestly, I'm very glad that didn't happen because that book. I just don't feel like that book shows my talent now. Any, but anyway, so I. I think I'm going to do the traditional route, at least in the beginning, because I don't have, I don't feel like I have a large enough platform, an individual platform on my own to be able to like launch a self-published book, if that makes sense. Like, no, I don't, that, that makes I mean, perfect sense. Yeah. 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 Like but my, yeah. You, you are building, you are building a platform on YouTube though. I am trying to. Yes. Yes, I am. I am a booktuber. I, um, I woke up today and I had 180 subscribers. So I'm yeah. happy with that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> thank you. Like, I, I know it's so meager for some people, but I, I only started a couple months ago. And so many people told me that the first 100 subscribers is the hardest to get. And in my experience, that was true. Like, I think I started in July, maybe, yeah, maybe July. Um, and uh, it took me like three months to get 100 subscribers. And then in the month of October, I got like almost 80 subscribers in one month. So Sweet. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm hoping I, I'm hoping that continues. I mean, for me, I've noticed it like spikes and then plateaus, spikes and plateaus. So it's it's not really predictable. Yeah, I think the problem is, uh, let's be perfectly honest, there was something kind of significant going on this month mm, that mm-hmm. might have distracted people. Well, the thing is, I've I've been talking to a lot of writers and all of them had said that, yeah, our sales tanked over the last like three three weeks or so because people have been focusing. So like you said, it, you know, spikes and troughs, it, it's going to come, come and go. Now, yeah, one of the things yeah. I really wanted to ask you was how did you get started in bookstagramming? Um, well, like more like book two, because actually there are book Instagrammers who are like, oh, really. I'm, I'm sorry. Sorry. Book two. No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> I, I know. Books? Oh my God. I'm, I'm, I'm having early dementia. God, sorry. sorry. I, book two, say, I didn't yeah. know that was a thing. That sounds interesting. Yeah. Book, bookstagramming yeah. is definitely a thing. Yeah. But I'm oh. sorry. Yeah, book there's some crossover. Yeah. There's a lot of crossover. So I think it's actually kind of interesting because it, it's a combination of a lot of things. So like the, to try to be a little bit brief. The first thing was that I, I've i always liked YouTube because um, I like that it's a bit more intimate. It's a bit more direct to the to who is ever consuming the content than, than, you know, traditional media. I don't have a problem with traditional media, but I like that YouTube is something that it feels like, you know, you're watching your friend or it's like in someone's house. There's just some kind of sense of like, camaraderie there and I really always liked that aspect of YouTube and I um in school I studied English and creative writing as a joint degree and then my second degree was um my second major was film so I always have kind of been interested in that area but what kind of held me back was that I didn't even know booktube existed like I didn't even know that there was a space on YouTube for books I didn't think that those two worlds collided, which of course, when I realized that their booktube was a thing, I, I was reminded of like why I liked YouTube in the first place, which is that there is, there are videos about everything on YouTube, like every, every interest on, oh, has God, a, yeah. you know, something on YouTube, there, there, there's a place for everyone. And I, you know, with COVID and everything, I was just sitting around and even though I had work, I wasn't really doing that much else. And I decided, you know, why not? Like, it was something I started thinking about even like a year or so ago, but I never pulled the trigger until COVID. And I realized, you know, as I'm sure a lot of us have in this time, I was like, this is something that I've always been curious about. Like, it's not that I'm dying to do it, but I've always been really curious to do this. I've always loved working with film and I love... It's ironic because I get like stage fright, <laughs> but I, I always love like uh, just the familiarity of YouTube. And I love the fact that there are people on YouTube who love books. I would have just never thought that that existed. So so when COVID happened, I like examined my life and I was like, well, what do I really want to do right now? Um, like, what have I always wanted to do that I've never done? And that was start a booktube channel. So that's what kind of prompted me. Start. I have a Summer. confession to make. Uh, yours is the first booktube channel I've ever watched. I didn't know it was a thing until I mm. discovered yours. So, <laughs> so now I judge everybody else by you. <laughs> oh my goodness. And I started like, I have by no means, there are some people who are like so entrenched in the community and I, I'm obviously just sort of feeling my way around it. But I, 
honestly, I'm so happy I did it. I'm having a blast. Like it's, it's just, it, it brings me so much joy. And I feel like this year has been so stressful for many people for many different reasons. We all need a little joy, <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that comes across in your videos. You're very bright. You're very energetic and vibrant and just you're cheerful. You know, they're Thank a pleasure you. to yeah. watch. And honest. And honest, which is really what shines through. Mm, thank you. I miss like, you know, what going back to talking about YouTube in general, when I said like, I always really liked YouTube, I, I do feel that the platform has changed a bit in the sense that it's become so, it has become so professional and, and that's good. But it, I, I think, you know, no matter how big or small my channel is, I don't think it will ever be like enormous, but no matter how big or small it ever gets, I just want to be real and honest. And I don't want, I, I don't want it to feel overproduced, like crazy for sure and chaotic, but I never want it to feel like, I don't know, like glossy, overproduced, if that makes sense, like manufactured. I want it mm -hmm. to be honest yeah. and raw. Yeah, you don't want to be yeah. plastic, basically. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I kind of, I'm like, I'm totally on board with that. I think, because I've dipped my toes in YouTube several times, and, uh, and I kind of do it professionally for the, the day job. Um, and so that that's all very slick and produced, and that's why I actually, you know, got involved with the Final Cut and all that stuff. But I think my own personal stuff, if and when I start doing it again, is going to be just, just turn the camera on, you know, Hey, mm -hmm. hi, you know, no slick graphics, nothing. Just, you know, this is you click here. Let's go. <laughs> yes. And you know, there are some booktubers who, you know, that's just who they are. They like that. You know, there's some who have really strong aesthetics. There are some that have beautiful, complicated editing, you know, and, that is how they express themselves. And I think that, you know, I can really tell like that's what they love. But I guess for me, I just, I, I just want to be, you know, honest, because that's just how I am in my, in my life anyway. You know, mm -hmm. I don't really have, I don't, uh, I wouldn't say that my like YouTube persona or what have you is that far off from my personal persona like I do think there needs to be a line anytime you're putting yourself you know you know on the internet there needs to be like some privacy and such but the way that I you know talk or how I am and also the way I know Jerry said like you're exhausted by my editing <laughs> and I honestly I mean I'm still figuring it out but like I feel like I just have very you know, all over the place as a person anyway. So that's like how I am. And that's how I, you know, I try to have my channel reflect that. It's like you, you want to, you want to test every single, um, final cut, uh, option you've got there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't like, maybe eventually I will tone it down. Like I know like some people are like, this is a lot and some people really like it, but for myself, well, I like, like it. Yeah. It's no, I know it's like, um, as some people are like, wow, this is intense. My sister told me, she was like, I got motion sickness watching your video. <laughs> 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 but like, I honestly, I don't take offense to it. Like I, for me, it's like, I'm still figuring all this out. You know, maybe I will calm down eventually, but I think just, maybe it's just because how everything's 
been going lately just in life, you know, and all mm-hmm. this chaos that is life right now, my brain has just been like so like crazy and scattered. And so that's just kind of how I edit my videos. <laughs> Yeah, it's, yeah, it's just coming. It, basically, what's inside is coming across in the mm. YouTube. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and nothing wrong with that. Yeah, yeah. So, so you're writing a book for your thesis. Um, what do I know that things are still kind of changeable right now? But do you have any plans on what you want to do as a career? Do you want to be a career writer? Do you want to maybe do something else and do this on the side? Where do you see yourself in like five years? Well, the ideal would be. Oh, sorry, Jerry. Did you want? To- oh no, I'm I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean. It. I was just going to interject and uh, a little backstory is we used to have a podcast a long time ago called "Don't Quit Your Day Job." <laughs> 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 anyway, yeah, go ahead. I, I'm sorry. Okay. No, no okay. Um, I, yeah. So, I mean, ideally, I would love to be able to be like a novelist. Um, if, you know, to be the type of novelist that's able to write a book a year or write a book every, you know, 18 months and just be, you know, have a, I don't need the largest fan, you know, obviously I want as many people to buy my books as possible, but I don't need the largest audience, but if I have a loyal audience, like I would love that and do that each year. But obviously, you know, <laughs> that, that that's like very hard to do. So I really just kind of, want to be paid for writing and I know that sounds like a bit of like it sounds like oh yeah of course but I recently started a job in June at a actually at a podcast agency and I write um, articles for them and I started writing scripts for them and even though it's not like novel writing it's still storytelling and I love it like the fact that I'm being paid to write stories is it's just so you know I'm so grateful. It's so interesting to me. And so that's sort of like, once I've gotten this, I'm like, I want to do this. I want to like, whether it's podcasts, whether it's TV, whether it's novels, like I just love writing stories in different forms. And I just want, I hope that I can support myself doing that. I think you can, because there, as you, you found out, there are a whole bunch of other uh, fields out there that actually need writers who can tell coherent stories. I mean, uh, as, in addition to being a novelist, I'm also a technical writer. Mm, and mm-hmm. and I've also started doing, uh, well, I not started doing, I actually started doing it 10 years ago, instructional design. So I get mm. to tell stories about you know, how 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 this course is going to unfold, how the information is going to be conveyed to the the student. And I find that very satisfying. So yeah, I mean, there's, there's a whole bunch of different things that you can find work in as a writer. It doesn't just have to be fiction. I, yes. I think we're yeah. living, I'm sorry, we're, we're, we're living in the best time in history to be a writer, I think, because it, it's so needed. The internet has just exploded and you have to fill it with something. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, everybody is, because of the internet, everyone, you know, wants to consume more content, you know, whatever. Yeah, no. It makes it easier. Like the fact you have, you know, Apple Podcasts and Spotify and all that, you know, podcasts have just exploded. I mean, they were, they were starting to like explode into like the mainstream before COVID, but after COVID, 
my boss was saying to me the other day that um, Apple Podcasts was at 1 million podcasts before COVID. And by the time, I think it was September, they, uh, they added 600,000 podcasts. Oh, wow. But people are listening. People are listening to them. You know, I think I think as a writer, we can't be too picky about, you know, our income stream. But at the same time, like I just I do enjoy writing in those different mediums. Like I do enjoy I never written a podcast script before. And I had to learn how to do that. And I sort of, I sort of borrowed the structure of like a TV, a television episode, a traditional network, you know, television episode, because I had no idea how to, how to really do it. But my boss and I figured it out together and it came out, in my opinion, it came out pretty well. And that was like, just opened up a whole new field for me as well. And you could write an instructional book on how to write podcast episodes. Yeah, 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 exactly. You can write, you know, blogs, articles, what have you. Yeah, very much so. I, I wouldn't even know how to write a podcast episode. I didn't <laughs> know when I started. I didn't know when I started writing it either. <laughs> but, you know, that's kind of like the creativity as well, you know, in writing. Like, that's part of the creativity of, you know, being a writer is I, I, I had to learn how to write a podcast episode. But I thought, I think it like, you know, turned out well, but I, I found it enjoyable. You know, I still felt, felt my, like that, my writer brain and the storytelling brain that was like definitely, uh, you know, working while I did that. And it's nice because it engages you and it not only expands your ability to tell a story, but it expands it in different ways. So you don't get bored. Mm -hmm. If that makes yeah. sense. Because yeah. you have to learn how to tell a story. Okay, well, you need to learn how to tell a story in a podcast script. I had to learn how to tell a story in an educational video. Jerry had to learn how to tell a story in his videos. And it's it's kind of cool because every time you learn a new format, I think that adds something to your toolbox. And it adds something to your toolbox as a writer. I agree. You I know. agree. I, I had to write for my job. I was writing articles and I've written articles before, but I had to write, you know, several articles a week before I, you know, started incorporating, you know, scripts. And in the beginning, there, there were a thousand words. And in the beginning, I found it difficult to have that quick turnaround of a thousand words in, you know, a very short amount of time. And I'm like, how do I keep coming up with ideas for, <laughs> for these articles for work? But, uh, but then over time, you, you get used to it, and then you start to excel at it. And now I've noticed when I went to go work on my writing for my novel, I I mean, I still overwrite because I think in your first draft, you always overwrite a little bit or underwrite. But for me, I'm an overwriter. But I've noticed that I've really cut down on unnecessary just like meandering because of this kind of article writing style. Like I know I'm like, I know uh, how to make my sentences more succinct, how to sort of um, get to the point when you want to get to the point quickly, but then also slow down when you want to slow down in the story. I, I learned uh, a lot from writing structured poetry where you mm. had to fit everything in, in specific syllables on in specific lines. So you're like, okay, you, you got this much space and that many characters to tell a story. And I really, when I was 
when I was into that, I'm, I'm not really doing that much now, but that, that helped me a lot. Yeah. I can imagine, you know, the word choice as well. You have to be so specific about the words that you use. <laughs> like Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So do you, do you have anything you want to plug or, um, or. Yeah. Or? Okay. I guess I will just, if, you know, if you haven't checked it out already, if you're listening and you're curious, um, I have, you know, my booktube channel, it's Izzy's Inc. Uh, and you can also find me on Twitter at Izzy's, I-Z-Z-Y-S underscore Inc underscore. And then, yeah, that's really like, I'm mostly active on Twitter. Yeah, I got it wrong on the last podcast. I left off the oh. S. <laughs> <laughs> I went back no close to my. So yeah, remember, it's I-Z-Z-Y-S underscore Inc underscore. So and Melanie, I know you want to plug your book. You, Melanie writes like five books a year. Wow. It's amazing. Yeah, but th that that took training. It's it's because I write in romance, and romance readers are insatiable, so you have to keep feeding them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, well, and, however, one thing I do want to plug, however, is romancing the write-off. A, I'm sorry, the runoff. A bunch of romance writers and actually other writers have gotten together to. Now, of course, this is only if. Jerry, hold on. Jerry, I don't know if you want me to put this in. It is kind of political. Oh, no, oh. it's okay. No, okay. it's whatever. Yeah, it's, it's, whatever. If you, if you want it. to. Anyway, um, it's to support the runoff elections for uh, Georgia for the Senate uh, races. And a whole bunch of Romance Landia has got gotten together for this. So we're, the auctions start tomorrow. And the items that are going to be up for auction range anywhere from autograph books from people like Courtney Milan and Farrah Roshan and, and um, just a whole bunch of really big names in the field to one hour Skype talks with agents. You can bid on a chance to talk. I you can on bid that. on a chance to talk to a Netflix showrunner. Oh, uh, wow. yeah. I'm bidding That's on that insane. one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's so it's, it's romance. It's uh, romancing the runoff. I'm blanking on the website, but if you go to Twitter and put that in, you will find them. Hey, this is Jerry. While I'm editing, I went and looked it up for you. It's romancingtherunoff.com. All one word, romancingtherunoff.com. There are, there's like 16 pages. Uh, so I think they're up to 727 items. It is absolutely amazing. Go take a look at it. I have put up my full set of two thrones and a fantasy romance series so you're going to get empress of storms palace of scoundrels lady of thorns and king of blades which just came out and i'm also going to show whoever wins that the first chapter of book five major fire so you're going to be able to see that months before anyone else gets to look at it and i'm even throwing in a pair of handmade sterling silver earrings so oh wow and awesome. <laughs> oh yeah, she she makes she makes yeah, jewelry wow. too. I don't sleep on much. Many, yeah, a woman of many trades. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so so in addition so in addition to that, yes, please go buy King of Blades is, is out. Uh, Shadow uh, Shadow of the Swan is out. The fifth book in I'm sorry, the fourth book in Olympic Cove should be coming out very soon, and I'll, we'll talk about more on another episode. Jerry, take it. <laughs> Well, I I am still pushing the latest book I released. It's called No Such Thing as Mermaids. It's uh, kind of a fantasy comedy, a bit of a love story, uh, especially if you if you're into Wicca or you like witches. There's a 
there's a lot of that in there too. There's a, there's an anarchist commune involved. Uh, it's, it's a kind of a fun room, a romp and, and, uh, and I'm just stumbling over my words here, but you can find that at jerryjdavis.com along with all my other books. It's the easiest way to find it. And with that, uh, I think anything we're else? I, yeah, I think that's it. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to start the outro music. And say goodbye. Thank you very much for coming on the show, Izzy. We are really happy to have you. Thank you for having me. Yes. Hey, fellow writers. Jerry here again. One, thank you for listening all the way to the end. Or at least pretending you did. Those of you who skipped ahead, we know who you are. Actually, no, we don't. (laughs) It's all good. Anyway, as promised, here's the discount code. Tavern. Yep, that's it. Tavern. You probably could have guessed that. (laughs) When you go and buy Scrivener for either Windows or Mac OS, just use that discount code and they knock 20% off the price. The offer is good until January 31st, 2021. So there you have it. Stay safe, friends, and keep writing.